Coming up, Bob Iger says that Disney has Star Wars films planned until 2030, so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about what we want to see out of the Star Wars franchise in this episode of Dispop. Pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and for this episode of Dispop, I am joined by two special people. My little chicken nugget, Steve Porter. Hey, guys. And my shamrock shake, Craig Williams. <laughs> I don't like either of those. I Everybody's got to be a food item today. I'm your Big Mac daddy. Oh, I hate hey, my life. I hate yeah, saying yeah, it. It yeah. makes me feel uncomfortable, and I've got a cold sweat going. Anyway, so Star Wars. I, I feel like we've talked about last week. We talked about uh, Disney music the week, uh, week before that. It's been a lot of Beauty and the Beast. It's been a lot of Disney animation. We haven't really talked about Star Wars in a little while, so I figured Star Wars Day, and I'd bring in the people who I know love Star Wars the most in my life. Craig and Steve here. Um, so I want to go over some news, and then later in the show we'll talk about what maybe we want to see out of the Star Wars uh, universe. I don't know. It doesn't have like a like a cool, like the MCU, does it? It'd be like SWU. It doesn't have an abbreviation like the Marvel. I want to say it? there is something like that. Well, I don't want to look it up right now because I don't want to. I'm feeling lazy. So, so first of all, <laughs> we talked about. Um, so we all know the newest, uh, the Star Wars film of this year is um, the Last Jedi. Title released recently, uh, and that is Episode Eight. I always have to do the math now because I'm like, okay, six, and then plus one is seven, and then we're looking for eight this year. So Star Wars Episode Eight, directed by Ryan Johnson, big fan of his. Looking forward to that very much. Uh, we reported about that title a little while back. Now there is some new information about that title. And for people that speak other languages than English, that have identifiers that let you know whether something is plural or not, we've learned that the title, The Last Jedi, is actually plural. Because Jedi is like m moose, both mm. singular and plural. Um, so, um, yeah, so I saw the title, you know, the official... Uh, thing that was released the official title card uh said los ultimos jedi so the the uh the last jedi which i think is uh it's pretty interesting so essentially this could be referring to luke kylo ren and ray i know some people say kylo ren's a sith i don't know when episode seven came out and they released the star wars merchandise the doll if you pushed it a couple of times it actually said he referred to himself as the last jedi at one point so mm. I'm curious. We haven't heard the word. I, I think it Sith also uh, points to the fact that it's not maybe a particular character that's going to die. Perhaps it's just the Jedi, Jedi in general. Yeah, the Jedi are over. Yeah, well, that was one of the things I wrote. Like, could this mean the end of the Jedi Order? Um, perhaps maybe that's it. It's the end of that and the establishing of a new type of force uh, religion. That's what I think is going to happen. Well, um, it's interesting because... Rogue One specifically showed in uh, Chirrut, the blind monk, uh, a different a people who are essentially disciples of the Force but aren't Jedi. He was a guardian of the wills, 
mm. which is the people who like uh, guard the Jedi Temple, and they're aware of the Force and they embrace the Force, but they don't. They're not a knight, you know. They don't study the Force in the same way. So, I'd be it'd be interesting to see if like this is going to be the birth of something like that, or perhaps that's the reason why they introduced that in Rogue One because they're going to go back to it now later. Because there is there is a rumor out there that there is stuff in Rogue One that is directly going to relate to Episode Eight. I've heard a rumor online that was basically along the lines of that the Jedi are going to end because the Jedi represent the light and obviously the Sith represent the dark. But the idea is you're trying to bring balance to the Force. So mm. like you're trying to find something that sh- like takes. You can't a get bit rid of, of one without the other. Yeah. yeah interesting. You may be familiar with this from uh, the boy wizard himself, Harry Potter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. I. One cannot live. One. Yeah. One. It's like the other cannot live. Well, or the other one. One cannot live while the other there one lives. There you go. They yeah. both have to die. Yeah. So, so that'll be interesting. I never thought about it like that. That's a really, really good point. Um, but uh, Bob Iger said a couple of very generic things about Star Wars um, recently. Uh, one of the things he addressed too is that uh, un- we've had the unfortunate passing of Carrie Fisher this last year, um, and uh, but she did officially film all of her scenes for the Last Jedi Episode Eight, um, and he said that um, her death will not impact the story of Episode Eight whatsoever. So they don't have to deal with that until the next film, which is being directed by Colin uh, Trevorrow or Trevorrow, however, however you prefer to pronounce it, um, the director of Jurassic World. Uh, he's doing the follow-up, Episode Nine. So uh, I know they had a meeting of the minds to discuss what they were going to do with that, but mm-hmm. um, we still haven't really heard about that yet. Well, I think they did address that. He did say that she wouldn't be a CGI character. Yes. Yeah. They said, because for those of you who have uh, seen Rogue One, if you haven't, spoiler alert, but Princess Leia, the the young Princess Leia, like the one from the opening of uh, A New Hope, makes an appearance at the very end of Rogue One. And uh, they did, it was an actress combined with a little bit of a CGI, uh, kind of a, what do they call that effect? de-aging effect um i was not paying attention to you to to make to make uh the the actress look exactly like carrie fisher essentially in a new hope um there is actually a video online that you can watch and see how they did that or you can get your blu-ray copy of the force awakens uh the first week of april the first tuesday of april yeah i'm sorry i I just really really have been wanting to watch the force awakens a lot lately so i can't get it out of my head but (laughs) Um, which I will do. Um, unfortunately, there's not going to be really any deleted scenes because of all those deleted scenes controversies and everything. It's a little unfortunate. But I also read today about some interesting cameos that are going to take place in The Last Jedi. Um, you may remember from The Force Awakens, there were some cameos in there, like uh, Daniel Craig was the uh, the stormtrooper who was harassing Rey while she's imprisoned, and then she mm-hmm. gets into his head. Um, well, this movie says apparently Tom Hardy's going to make a cameo. Um, and Prince Charles and Prince Henry, both. And then uh, somebody named Gary Barlow, who's apparently a member of an English pop group called Take That, which I am not familiar with, but apparently they did carpool karaoke with James Gordon at one point. So, hmm, interesting. There's that. I said Gordon, didn't I? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, Jimmy. Mis- mispronounced your last name there. But anyway, um, and then a little bit other for the super nerds out there. Um, there's this whole, like, they ha- they haven't shown it yet, but the AT-ATs, you know, heavily featured in the Battle in Hoth in Empire Strikes Back and in Rogue One on Scarif. Um, 
they're going to undergo a uh, kind of a remodel and uh, an upgrade for the new movie, um, which they are apparently um, referred to as Gorilla Walkers during production, but they're not, that's not a name necessarily used in the movie, but um, they're going to be used in some sort of large sequence from the film. So some sort of uh, battle sequence, which I, you know, I'm just starting to get excited now. These little details are, are, are leaking out there, but um, they apparently resemble gorillas, like the front arms are said to be firmly planted on the ground, and the walkers are considerably larger than the old AT-ATs with thick armor, um, and what's described as a crossbar that lets the legs scoop forward and then scoop back up. So the idea mm-hmm. is that they, they're not weak in the knees the, the way the other ones were, so they're not susceptible to being tripped or something They like learn that, their so. lesson? Yeah, finally. Still building those planets with the issues, uh, planet killer weapons with the issues in the center, but they've solved the leg problem on AT-AT, so good work, Empire. You get one of these. It's a thumbs up. Um, I think they know what a thumbs up is. Well, if they're listening, they can't hear okay, my okay, thumbs fine. up, so now they Fair can. Fair enough. Um, anyway, so uh, then uh, also uh, Iger spoke a little bit about the Han Solo film directed by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um he was talking about that. He spoke at um, the University of Southern California this past Thursday, and he alluded to the fact that Han Solo is not actually Han Solo's name. I do not know how I feel about this. In a, in a world where there are names, uh, uh, one of the people's names in the cantina is like uh, uh, Floppy McCool or something like that. It's McCool is his name. Like he's a cool McDonald's guy. Yes, I. That is a common last name, not a common one, but I do know a McCool. You know somebody named McCool? I actually do. Yeah, yeah. It was one of my uh, elementary school teachers, Mr. McCool. <laughs> I'm not lying no. at all. No, I will show you on Facebook uh, oh after this God. is over. Um, interesting. Uh, well, it's weird. It's weird that like that they ch- they would choose to now officially make like Han Solo's name. Uh, like that's not his real name well this is where you run into the issues with what i've been actually paying attention to instead of listening to you talk is the entire star wars expanded universe so i think everyone knows including you uh uh, are aware of the fact that star wars has not just been localized to movies but there's been many books marvel comics video games uh radio dramas like basically everything that you can tv specials um and that all falls under the expanded universe just beyond the film. But then I guess I must have been out of it for a while because then I was looking at the official levels of canon, which start getting more. They have like the George Lucas level. Then they have a Clone Wars canon. Then they have a continuity canon, a secondary canon, and a non-continuity canon. Canon. Wow. I said canon a lot of times. Take your drinks. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the word. So that... So now that we have these new movies, um, like the George Lucas canon, that is only stuff from uh, one through six. So where is the Force Awakens coming into? Is that is that coming now into a secondary canon where it's not George's say per se? But like, is that is that how that was taken? There is a person that's in charge of this. It's like one guy's job at Lucasfilm. Yeah, no, this is... The more I'm reading about it now, since they screwed everything up after, you know, when Disney bought Lucasfilm and they decided to, like, go full balls to the wall with it, 
they have screwed up a lot of confusing stuff uh, that was already kind of mixed up to begin with, with the books and this, that, and the other. So, um, yeah, I for me with this one, if it really screwed up with George Lucas's feelings on it, like if he said, no, Han Solo's name is Han Solo. Oh, are that's you worried what I he's going to come out and contradict what Disney says? Yes. I'm not worried. I think it will happen. I think as long as George Lucas is alive, yeah, but he will in... continually contradict stuff that And he's going to do it on purpose, I think, to get like under their skin. It's the way, same way where he was like, I don't like The Force Awakens. All right, George. Well, none of your three movies were very good either. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you've done four of them, but... Granted, with Rogue One, he didn't really come out and... He said he liked that one. Yeah. He, he didn't come out and say anything negative, but... Rogue One also doesn't fall in his canon of the actual numbered films. And granted, Han Solo then would follow that same thing where it's not in, so maybe it doesn't count as much. That's the, that's the it, yeah, I see what you're saying. So it's confusing. the hard part about the when they sell it off to Disney and Disney trying to unify and streamline the canon was essentially they dropped all the books, they dropped all the comics, the video games, everything, and they were like, everything that's released from now on. So the Disney, Mar the Marvel Star Wars comics that have come out since the purchase in 2012 our official canon. Yeah. So Han Solo's got like an ex-wife. Um, and um, mm -hmm. the, um, so the idea, I guess, of Kylo Ren, like Han and Leia's son kind of going to the dark side was was borrowed from one of the original extended canons. Yeah. One of their twin kids, I think. And Disney dropped that and they now call it Legends. It's yeah, Star so Wars they acknowledge Legends. it. Yeah. So it's a weird, it is weird. It, it, it is like. Too complicated for me. Well, and see, I'm I'm just a casual. I like Star Wars. I I, I love the movies. You know mm -hmm. what I mean. And I like the idea of a unified universe. But I don't. I'm not somebody. I never read a lot of the books or anything like that. And so, but I, you know, this is a franchise that has devotees. That like yeah, this is a religion sure. for them. And it's you know I respect that. But at the same time, like it it, it has to be accessible for the common moviegoer. I yeah. always think my mom's gonna know what's going on. You, you know have to be I mean? able to Wikipedia it if you if you and learn learn enough. Yes, yeah, I, I think that's a good, yeah. You should be able to at least be able to follow it, follow along. It's fun, like like nods to the other the outer line franchises, like the Saw Gerrera, Gerrera character in Rogue One being from uh, Star Wars Rebels. That kind of unifies that. That matters. So when people watch that show, they it makes them feel like it's a part of it. The same mm -hmm. way like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is technically a part of the MCU or Daredevil, Punisher. Those are all supposed to be, exist together. But the further down that line we get, the the less payoff I think we're actually going to eventually get. Like mm -hmm. the, the movies and the shows are never going to really cross over. And I sort of feel like that with Star Wars. It's going to be the same situation where they're going to create some little stories on the outside, but it's like where does it go? Also, there was a Lego Star Wars TV show or something that is officially part of the canon too. But you're like, so there are Lego people in the canon? Yeah, that's confusing. Yeah, so maybe just the story of the characters is canon, but the actual fact that they're Legos is just like a reenactment of what happened in okay. Star Wars. Yeah, and I'm sure there's some people's heads that are exploding that are listening to this that really do know Star Wars really well. Um, either way, either way. So. Um, so yeah, so I I don't I don't I know, I personally it feels weird to me that Han Solo is not his real name. It makes me sad a little bit because I'm like it's such an awesome name. 
Um, but uh, he, uh, Bob Iger, when talking about the Han Solo spinoff, he said to the uh, the at Uni- USC, uh, the film picks up with Han Solo when he was 18 years old and takes him through when he was 24. So mm-hmm. it takes place over like six years. Um, there's a few significant things that happen in Han Solo's life, like acquiring a certain vehicle and meeting a certain Wookiee that will happen in this film. But you'll also discover how he got his name. Um, I, I think we all knew the story had to be about how he gets the Millennium Falcon and or, or Falcon, however we want to say it. I don't know. Uh, and how he meets Chewie. Some obvious things. Um, interesting that he stops when he's 24. Because how old do you think he was in A New Hope? Oh, I don't know. Maybe late 20s, but what early you, 30s. What do you think? Um, I. You weren't listening again. No, I, I was listening. Sorry, I'm like diving in full-blown on the whole Star Wars expanded universe now, trying to understand it. Um, I think I, he's like 30. I That's what I would have always assumed, is that he was around 30. I mean, granted, that's how old Harrison Ford is actually was wasn't he yeah yeah i think he was like 29 or 30 or like 30 or 31 he's right in that range right i there. wonder if they're intentionally maybe leaving a little bit of a gap so that if these characters are really well like, that's what loved, i'm wondering will there be a can... second han solo that's, spinoff yeah, is that they're saying. leaving enough space or maybe there's just they're just kind of like if they just do the one they're like well you kind of know where it goes from here but i i i don't didn't i don't want to say i assumed but i just kind of thought like okay well maybe they're gonna just um Connected the same way, like Rogue One ends moments before A New Hope. Maybe it was a similar situation, but it could be that that the leaving space. I mean, they, look at the caliber of the actors that they already have attached to this film. The uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Like, I'm sure if like this is a hit, they want to make another little bit of a franchise right here. Yeah, and I'm not positive on the contracts or anything for the characters that were in Rogue One, but I almost have to believe that disney probably signed them to like a two or three picture deal well i know that felicity jones was signed for more than one yeah and it wasn't necessarily that she was going to live but i think it's that the character there's a rumor that that character will actually overlay into han solo somehow or another even if it's just a cameo oh they can also go and start doing prequels with it too i mean there was other we for rogue one for instance you know we saw Jin as a uh a very young girl, and then it picks up right before all the events that start happening with the Death Star plans. So there is... You're saying there's potential for, like, a Jin Urso when she was with Saw? Yes. Somewhere to get from there to in the middle? Thank you. Interesting. Um, hmm, intriguing. But, um, you know, that's... That, I mean, that's kind of what I like, is we're in that realm right now where everything's still new, where we can kind of feel out where... You know, Disney has a sense of predictability about where it goes with their stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, um, they, as we learned in the 90s, they'll pretty much sequel anything. Little Mermaid 2, Mulan 2, Pocahontas 2. Lion L- King 1 and a half. Lion King 1 and a half, Lion King 3, Lion Guard, whatever. Um, but um, anyway, Woody Harrelson is in this film. Uh, he might have actually let his the name of his character. I know this is exciting stuff. Hold on to your, hold on to your butts here. Um but he was on the um, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, not Jimmy Kimmel, 
Jimmy Fallon, and he was talking about his new movie that just came out, but uh, he was asked about Star Wars, and he basically said, I play a guy named Beckett who is kind of a criminal and a mentor to Han, and he said, I'll be there until the end of July. So the film's filming now, so him being there from now until July, that's a pretty big uh, commitment of of time. So essentially, I think he's going to be pretty much a main character in this film Mm -hmm. as opposed to just a cameo. So Han, it'll be like his apprentice kind of thing. Is that, is that what we're thinking? I'm assuming I'm I'm thinking like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like Yondu and Chris Pratt's character. Mm. You know what I mean? Sca- like the not scoundrel, but scoundrel. But what's the is it like a scavenger or whatever? You know, kind of a so not like a, a guy to look up to kind of thing. Like a pickpocket or two. Oh, Who's that guy from Oliver? The guy who trains the orphans. What's his name? Fagin. That is what Ice Cube is going to be playing in the brand new Oliver that Disney's doing. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Oh. Now we know. So wait, you knew this whole time? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just tell me? <laughs> you dug yourself in the hole. Uh, you have to dig yourself out. Anyway, regardless, Bob Iger has said that he thinks that Han Solo is pretty much going to be the best one they've done yet. He says it's got a great cast. It's got great writers, great directors in this case. And so he's he's jazzed up. I'm jazzed up. Do- it's supposed to come up. What? Doesn't he have to say that? What, he, Bob Iger I know. He, Iger, it's, it's Bob Iger can't be like, say. The yeah, it's going to be pretty good. This is the best one yet. Yeah. And then you're like, eh. They said that about Spider-Man 3. Um... So it's supposed to come out May 2018. I, I'm assuming they're going to push it back to Christmas, like they're trying to do with everything. It seems like that seems to be the formula to work really well for Star Wars right now. But uh, in case you don't know, Alden Ehrenreich is Han Solo. Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian. Emil Cl- Amelia Clark from uh, Game of Thrones is apparently in this yeah. uh, as somebody. They think maybe a love interest, but Woody Harrelson is Han's mentor. And then Michael Kenneth Williams uh, from The Wire and the newest Ghostbusters film, is in this as well. But I don't know what part he's playing. But uh, there was also some news that this film's actually going to feature the first female prominent droid. Mm. Uh, Phoebe Walter-Bridge was brought on to uh, play a part of a performance capture, and they think that that's the, she's going to be the female droid that they've referred to. So interesting, interesting stuff. But, you know, this is another one of the spinoffs. I very much look forward to it. Um so one of the Rogue One producers has actually said he has an idea for another spinoff. And this is the guy who was um, in, who was who's credited with the idea of Rogue One. And that's ILM's John Knoll. Um, and he received encouragement, uh, encouragement from friends to pitch the concept of Rogue One to uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who's the president of Lucasfilm. Um and he had been recently asked if he had any other ideas, and he said he's about three-quarters of the way through an idea that's almost all the way fleshed out. He just has to figure out the last part, and if he thinks um, he can solve the last part of it, he's going to pitch it, and he says if if uh, Kathleen Kennedy doesn't throw him out of his office, uh, out of her office. So it sounds like he might have something really unique. Oh, to, yeah, to it sounds pitch, like so. maybe it might be controversial or something well he he's i i think it it was him uh who had said something about how he's he's hoping that they rely start relying less on nostalgia and they move forward into new territory more which i think everybody kind of hopes. yeah well i think he was i mean if he was in uh played a big part in rogue one being a new movie at least he's a guy that is looking for new characters yeah so it looks like maybe maybe he'll try to do something that's completely unrelated to the episodes. Like even Rogue One has its ties tie-ins. But, but no, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm hoping. I yeah. And I do have a fun little Rogue One story here too. I read the other day about where the uh, planet at the end of the movie Scarif got its name. Do you know? No. Do you know? It was from a Starbucks barista 
or a, a coffee house he went in so the the the, the screenwriter was like uh um was like, oh, I've named all these things, named all these planets, and then they went to Gareth Edwards and like, well, you should name something in the movie. How about you name this last planet? And he was like, okay, give me a minute. And he like left and went to the Starbucks, and they were like, okay, well, what's your name? And he's like, Gareth. And when they he got the cup back, when they called out his name, they said Scareth. So he's like, huh, that sounds like Star Wars. I'm gonna make that my Star Wars planet. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. So fun little fun little thing there uh and uh i did read uh, another thing by one of the screenwriters gary witta who revealed uh he did not one of the cameos he didn't like in rogue one which was the one that i also dislike the most and i think you feel the same way about me about it but uh the two the two guys from the bar scene in most Eisley in a new hope you know the walrus guy gets his arm cut off yeah. mm-hmm. and the other the other guy um the evazon and Honda Baba. I don't know how to say any of these names. Um, but he said he didn't like that. He said it was a little like a little bit too much. And I agree. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, why were they in the movie? It was just because they were like somebody's favorite character. Just, it was like, let's pick a weird, obscure character and try to yeah like, work it in. Even yeah. though it's not on Tatooine, it's not on a planet that has to do with anything. So you're like, okay. Um, and uh, just a little last bit of news here about Star Wars Battlefront. For anybody that's still into that, the uh, the second game, um, we're we are all of us here at the Diz are going to Star Wars Celebration, which is here in Orlando this year on April thirteenth is the beginning of it, and um, EA will be there. And then the rumor is that the sequel will contain. Uh, they're going to make some announcements about the sequel, talk about the gameplay a little bit, and that it's going to have its own um, single player campaign, which was one of the biggest complaints about the original one. Uh, no complaints for me on that. I know. You like online gaming. I like to play by myself. So. Yeah, that's because you can't stand losing all the time and just constantly being shot and Ooh, killed. Shots fired. Well, it's true, though. <laughs> so it's a, he's not incorrect, but... It is, it is, it is. I also like things that can, like, I can play a little bit and then go back and play a little bit and play a little bit. You know what I mean? No, I've logged an embarrassing amount of hours in uh, in Battlefront. Yeah, well, I'm I'm excited, but um, th- it's that I apparently that game is supposed to come out at some point this year, is what. Yeah, it's supposed to. I believe it's gonna try to hit for a December release and time up, just like Battlefront One did with uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, uh, well, I look forward to that. I, I enjoyed the hype up to it, and I liked when, when you. I like when we play together. I just wish there was that. That's the thing that's missing for me. Like some that I like things that can reach a marker and then keep going. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you can stop here for a few minutes and take a break and get go. to a saving Have point. Go. See, yeah. and I'm the I'm the absolute opposite. Um, that's why I still play it. I play it once a week and just dive back into it. Keep my skills sharp and i i love every single second of it if i could have like a week straight of getting it out of my system i would probably just do that to see if i could but it's it's been like this addiction ever since that game came out well and you've you have the playstation vr so you've played that version too right yeah the the x-wing mission but uh no it all got rejuvenated for me when they released the scarif level uh back in december Mm. to go alongside and you could play as Jin and uh and What's his name? Cando uh, or uh, Nando? No. Cassian? No. Not Cassian. Cressic. Uh, Krennic. Krennic. Oh, you can be Krennic. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. I'll have to. I'll have to start again. Give it another shot. But dust it off. Yeah, it's just up there. But they released some sort of Power Ranger side-scrolling game recently, and I've just Uh-oh. been playing that. So yeah, it, it absorbs too much of my time. But. Boo. 
But anyway, yeah, so uh, just the last little bit, and then we'll get to our next thing. Um, and this is what it has to do with is essentially, like I said in the beginning, Bob Iger did say that um, Disney is now officially looking past episode nine is kind of the end of the the Skywalker, the episodes, um, the trilogy. That's the end of this trilogy. And he's basically, you know, we know about the Han Solo movie and there's some other movie in development. So he has said that the the company is now planning essentially the next decade and a half. So it'll bring us into the 2030s of film. So I thought it would be kind of fun if we talked about things that we'd like to see in the future, you know, new stuff, stuff that relies on nostalgia, anything like that. Um, and I have one in particular okay, mm. that I've been kind of like, I'd like to see them explore the old Republic because they always talk about in the original trilogy, the uh, and um, well, I don't know how much is talked about in the original trilogy, but in the prequel trilogy, they kind of make reference to the like the the Jedi are already a dying order by Episode One because they talk about how they used to guard the old Republic, and I kind of want to see the Jedi when they were at their prime. Like, when were they battling the Sith? When were they ridding the universe of the Sith? I want to see something like a sort of Seven Samurai film or something so you want to see kind of like them taking elements from the old republic video games or just some, go in fresh go and forget I mean, about those i like the idea of those video games so it is kind of like one of those it's a make a nod to it but do your own thing yeah but i'd like to see something that it doesn't even have to be the origin of the jedi order but i just i really want to see when it was like essentially the jedi were the mil, like sort of a religious military i guess you know well i have to play off that because mine was the origin story of the jedi order okay yeah i feel like that would be cool like the first person like discovering kyber crystals like to make his first lightsaber ever like the first person really like connecting with the force. See, and I think that we're going to learn a little bit about that in The Last Jedi because, you know, I feel like that's what they were alluding to almost in The Force Awakens is like, uh, what's her name? Um, Ray. Ray. Um, she's got to go to the temple, this Jedi temple, to find Luke. And essentially, he's at. Is the temple he's at supposed to be like the first Jedi temple or something? It's some sort it of is like, like ruins. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm curious. My thought is is that we're gonna get a little bit more of the history of the Jedi in the cool. new film. Um, but I yeah, I'd, I'd essentially like to see something that takes place back then, and maybe maybe they were much different. Or what did the universe look like when it was cloaked in darkness again? I mean, we're essentially these the six, seven, eight episodes have all kind of been about this like political uprising i guess i kind of want to go back and see it more from uh more of like broken down into even more basic elements like it's always has been good versus evil but i kind of want to see the establishment of like back in its heyday when it was at its strongest yeah yeah that'd be cool and then what it was that kind of weakened the order maybe or something because all i'm thinking is like the rules had to have shifted you know how they train the jedi the padawan whatever Mm -hmm. i don't know you got anything in your in mind? Craig? No, uh, my first thing, um, you know, yeah, origins are always great. It'd be great to learn more about the past and see how it came to be. I would like to start seeing side stories that go along. Um, I think the some of the best parts of Back to the Future Part Two are when Marty ends up going back to 1955 
And so there's two versions of him there. And so he's seeing how things are playing out from his side. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not saying Star Wars needs to get in such some type of type of time travel element, but maybe maybe tell the story of a stormtrooper who didn't uh, like give up and switch alliances during this part, but kept up as a soldier this entire time during the events You're of saying a New like a Hope. Flipped perspective yes. where it's it's essentially like why is it that they're why are the people who serve the Empire so devout to the Empire? Exactly. And we've had we've had bits and pieces of that with um, with the Force Awakens and finding out how those types of troopers well in anakin too in in the original trilogy you know love like it or hate it or whatever but it is about his mind is about he wanted the order yeah and that's why he wanted peace well and you we know a lot about clone troopers going along with that too Mm -hmm. uh but i just i want to see the the perspective of what they do on a day-to-day basis and and everything that they are working towards and you know we 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 know maybe even more about the independent contractors that came in to work on stuff like the death star you know we also we already have that with rogue one and a little bit of uh the airsos but there's there's got to be more than just him he worked on the weapon it would be kind of cool like what you're describing almost seems to me like a political thriller, but set against, or, or like a Jack Reacher situation, or something, but set against that Star yeah. Wars background. Like it takes place in that time frame, so it has the elements of the Empire, and and you know somebody's got to investigate something, yeah. so it involves that, you know. And it's kind of, you know, a lot of it. It's something that's always been in my head because of the movie Clerks, when they're discussing um, all the independent contractors on the Death Star who died ruthlessly without any. You know, they they were just doing their job. They weren't doing... It's not like they were necessarily evil people. Let's start focusing on those people who were caught in the crossfires of all that stuff. Um, you know you know what? That sounds really interesting to me because to bring it to another franchise, the like the X-Men franchise, what's always been their strongest... Um, the strongest thing I think that they have going for them, story and... Um, Character-wise, is the relation to groups that are different. Like Magneto is a is essentially like the bad guy. But one one thing that the movies have always gotten right in in sense of his character is that you know this is a man who's seen the Holocaust. Yeah, and so he essentially hates humanity because he's seen it at its worst. You know, and so his idea is that he's giving another shot to people that can be better, and um. Then the X Men themselves, you know, I, I feel like a lot of gay people associate, you know, are are uh, attracted to that franchise for the whole idea that the X Men are people that are different than other people, you know, not just gay people, but any anybody that's kind of felt on the outside of society, they gravitate toward that. So I, you're saying that X Men is the glee of the Marvel universe, the Star Wars universe? Oh, Marvel universe? Yeah. I don't. I see what you're saying. Is Mister Shoes class? Is he Professor Xavier? Wow, we've just we've just. Uh, I'm, I'm... Next episode of Diz Pop, we're talking about Glee and how it's essentially a Marvel franchise. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's going to watch that episode. <laughs> like five people, my sister who loves Glee, but um, but yeah, but but that's one of those things that is always interesting to me. So I really like seeing like. People that, you know, I don't know. 
there's a lot there. There's something there. I feel like you stumbled onto a cool idea. I also, uh, looking realistically, Frank Oz is getting older and older. Uh, this is one I have listed here. And I think, I, I think at least one side story with Yoda. Um, I, I not wrote Yoda film. Yeah. I, I don't want to necessarily see it as a... Um, as, I, I don't know how I'd want to see it. Because Buddy Cop. <laughs> Yoda and like Qui-Gon, Buddy Cop. Yeah, it, it's it's really tough. I I guess that would be cool showing how showing that sort of Yoda training another type of Jedi, but um you know, I I also wouldn't want it to be CGI Yoda. It can't be doing backflips um <laughs> like in episode 2. Uh, you just can't have that. So I I would I would agree with you 100%. I would definitely love to see Yoda because I'd love to see what like he he always has given me this sense that he's been burned before. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously in Empire when he says to Luke like you're too old, he doesn't he reluctantly trains him because there's he's got to train other ones, but he feels that it, you even kind of feel that in episode 1. I mean that he he's taken a chance on somebody before that's gone wrong. And so I would, but I would also love to see like, what is it about Yoda that made him the head of this council or not the head of the council? I guess that's uh, Sam Jackson's Mace Windu character, but is Mace Windu the head of the council? Yeah. Because he's got the purple lightsaber, right? No, he just has a purple light. No, it's, I don't think it's for that reason. Oh, is there no head of the council? Well, he might be the head of the council, but I think he, it's just because Sam Jackson wanted a purple lightsaber. Either way, I, I think it would be cool to kind of see how Yoda got to where he is. And and like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, this is the Yoda film. Um, you know, I, I did mention Qui-Gon. It would be kind of cool to see Liam Neeson maybe worked into that a little bit. And then maybe it can be like sort of a how did Obi-Wan... There was a book series that I used to read when I was a kid, when episode one came out, that was about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and how he was chosen to be trained and stuff. Hey, that that uh, one guy from The Walking Dead that recently hit it big on doing the oh, impressions. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I could see him stepping in and being Qui-Gon in something. He did a pretty good Liam Neeson. Like a young Qui-Gon? Yeah. yeah. So I just looked it up. Uh, Mace Windu is just one of the masters of the High Council, but doesn't. Have is like there that. no head of the High Council? Because it, it might not be. It might just be there's like like six people. Is there a Speaker of the House? Um, I would also going in with this standard stereotypical stuff. I would like to see a little bit more exploration on Kashyyyk, the Wookiee yeah, planet. Yeah, I feel like I feel like um, they never really talk about that because in the the extended the original in the legends it was that the they were uh you know when you see it at the end of revenge of the sith a little bit uh kashik is enslaved and they're used to build the death star and that's in the original mythology you know that i don't know is necessarily a canon but I, I think we might see some of that in han solo's film though yeah and i'd also like i'd also like a little bit more on jabba the hut uh you're supposed to be so afraid hmm. of jabba like he's supposed to be this menacing character um, I never felt like that in any of the films. Like, you should be afraid of this character. He is someone... Like a godfather situation? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe explore a little bit on why Jabba is so powerful. Well, it would be interesting if they, if they do... You know, there's the big rumor that the, supposedly there might be a... a uh, not Django Fett. Uh, Boba Fett film, which I think would be a waste because we kind of already... We've already know why he is the way he is so like it's just kind of beating a dead horse for me but it would be interesting if they did sort of a um like a goodfellas 
type movie yeah. situation that involves like Jabba, the 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 bounty hunters like Boba, and kind of sets them yep. in that mode. That would be kind of yeah. The the thing with Boba is that you know he is if if you ask a lot of people in the Star Wars universe, oh, what's your favorite villain? Oh, Boba Fett. It's he has this cool persona about him, even though he has barely any screen time, and he right, has yeah. one of the most embarrassing deaths of yeah. anything ah. in the Star Wars universe. Um, you know, for me, people just build him up in their minds so much as he is like the epitome of cool. He is the coolest bounty hunter you can get. All they, they love c- the Mandalorian armor. And all everything. they could do is ruin that those thoughts and expectations and you know for me that's like that's something sacred because i love boba fett i you don't like know to why keep the I mystery is that what you, yeah you i want? like the mystery yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense i i, I and that's that's why i feel like we already know enough i like you, you know what i mean you've seen his you we know he's got a vengeful side because the jedi chop his father's head off so like that's enough I don't need any. I don't need anything in between. If he makes kind of a cameo in one of these other movies, sure, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, as long as he's pretty much this is the character we know. You know. Um, okay. Yes. So I well, two things. There is a Grand Master of the Jedi and a Master of the High Council, but it doesn't specify in any of the movies who is who on the Wikipedia page. Okay. So I guess there is, but not really any more details than that. So for my idea. First question: Did ch- any children of like the Empire live on the Death Death Star? Did like families live on the yeah, Death Star? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Like, yeah. is it a Star Trek uh, Next Generation? So, scenario? like, uh, like in Rogue One, like, would if like if if the if the family hadn't separated, would they have gone with yeah, like, with uh, and, he, and what, they just what's gave the dad's him... name in that or so the father yeah, or so, yes, but uh, yeah, like so would she have gone on the sh- would she have lived on the Death Star with them? If they had just said like, okay, we're good, and I don't know that they would have been on the Death Star because I I don't I never got that vibe that there were like families on there. Okay, well my my movie idea is basically like a family that's surrounded by the Empire. That there's a kid that feels like attracted. Galen, to... that was his name. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I remembered. Uh, but basically, a kid that feels like like they have uh like that they want to be a Jedi kind of a thing Mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. have and they realize like they have okay like some abilities and stuff there was there was there was this interesting subplot in rogue one that wasn't really explored and if you watch the opening of rogue one when it comes out um a little more closely um that's kind of what Jin Urso was supposed to be, I think, is because um, I think Galen was just, you know, scientist. And mm-hmm. then um, the mother, whose who's name I don't remember because it's uh, only spoken a couple times in the movie. Because um, she gives him her the Kyra crystal. Yes. Necklace. And she's dressed like a Jedi when you rewatch it. She's wearing the robes mm. and everything. The only thing is, like, she pulls out a blaster and you're like, eh. Uh, Jedi probably would have used lightsaber. However, if the the kyber crystal was from her lightsaber and she no longer has a lightsaber, she probably would have used a blaster. I mean, we've seen Ewan McGregor use a, uh, sorry, Obi Wan Kenobi use a blaster. But anyway, um, I, I I like where you're going. I see where I see what you're saying. Like you know, a, kind of a flower growing in the darkness story. Yeah, right. Of like trying to overcome and being surrounded by darkness and yeah, like you know maybe having people around. Like if that she like he or she does feel like they want to become a jedi that there's people like well there's a sith but like they're like no like then you know hiding the fact that they want to be a, uh, a jedi i just think that would be kind of cool um yeah 
Yeah, yeah, I see. Like a Matilda. Yeah. I would like to honestly see um so the the um the Marvel universe has started playing with this since um uh Winter Soldier was like a 90s political thriller kind of scenario and then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was the space opera and um even though it's not Disney Marvel, Logan was essentially a western is that I like the idea of um these franchises, these universes playing with um genre films and sort of like falling into that fold. So I'd 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 really like to see the Star Wars universe getting out of space opera and start playing with the other. Well, I mean that's what Han Solo is going to be. It's going to be what? It's going to be a cowboy film. Han Solo is a space cowboy. And do you then think that's that they why they use NSYNC's space cowboy? And why do? And that's why they were clearly easy to make a decision to get an actor who would just come off of a critical uh, acclaim of playing a cowboy in a movie and yeah, also that's true. slightly resembling Han Solo. Yeah, that's a actually that's a really good point. Yeah, while it, while it does have the aspects of uh you know Han Solo kind of being a scum of sorts, uh he is he's a cowboy. Um yeah. Well, I like then I look forward to that. Um I... So what you're saying is you want Star Wars the musical. Oh, when I was younger and you could first start like going through the internet and looking at like message boards and stuff like that, I found the script for the Star Wars musical and I downloaded it and I have it like bound and printed somewhere. It took essentially an entire tree to print out this script, but I don't know why I would always print scripts and that was something I printed. It's terrible. Lyra is the name of the mother anyways Jin's mother um but yeah anyway any uh anything else I I for one would also love to see Ewan McGregor however they do it I don't care reprise the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi because I would really like to see him in a really good Star Wars movie because he essentially is probably my favorite part of the prequel trilogy and I feel like he hasn't really been given that moment to really be like Obi-Wan Kenobi you know I I absolutely agree. No, okay. I I do agree that you and McGregor. Uh, I do that just all kind of blurb together there. Um, I he did not get his uh, what he deserved, and he really enjoyed playing the role, and he still wants to do it. So it would only make sense to try to you know give him a handout. Yeah, what else no, has I... he done recently? He deserves something. <sighs> so he's already in the Disney family now. That's what I'm saying. He's 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 friendly. He's friendly with Disney, and he did the. You know, remember he did work for uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, because it's his voiceover in the in the Obi Wan thing. Him and Alec Guinness. So I would like to see that. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else? You I would like that? to see also the my last final one. I would like to see uh, them bring back the uh, the Ewok stories. So we obviously had two. Movies based, yes, based solely on the Ewoks. Uh, I, I think there's still more to be told there, and you know, it's. Uh, I, I would almost argue that you know, if Disney really wants to tap into the children's market with that, that's a good way. Uh, even though those movies like left you with nightmares, kind of in the oh same my God. way that yeah. uh, I, I, you know, the story, right? I, I knew the Ewok movies before I knew what Star Wars was. So we had it taped from like TV or yeah. something, and it was the first one with Sindel and Mace, yeah. and they're after the parents with Wicket. Um, 
I, the second one I only saw a couple times because like the babysitter had it, and I was like, oh, I don't like this one as much. Especially, I hate movies that where the whole the like Alien Two versus Alien Three, where the whole movie is about like saving somebody, and then they die in the next few minutes of the next movie, Jason, the Bourne movie. Um, it's just it's like so this whole movie is about them saving the whole family, and then the entire family dies in the first two minutes of the second Ewok movie, and you're like. What the, what the heck was the whole point of the first one? The whole payoff of yeah. like the celebration that they won in the first one is basically Yeah, and done. then you're like, oh, well, her bracelet falls off and they see all the lights go boop, 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 boop out in the second one. But but regardless, yeah, the Ewok, I didn't know what Star Wars was. And I used to love, when I was a kid, the Ewok movie. I loved Wicket and I loved Mace. And um, I had his like blaster. I'm, we made a strap and everything. And I yeah. would like we reenact scenes at daycare. And it was terrifying when Mace sticks his finger in the water and it sucks him in and all the kids are just like staring yeah. at him on the water while he's drowning and, and the giant ewok at the end whatever yeah, it was and that's <sighs> they're just they don't make kids entertainment like that anymore uh that just, edgy kind of exactly yeah. you know back with jim henson doing the labyrinth and dark crystal both very kind of you know you watch them as adults and it doesn't have that element but you know as, as kids growing up you are also slightly kind of creeped out or scared by them too. They, yeah, it feels it's stuck like, with you. Yeah, and uh, we've talked about a lot about the darker side of children's movies with uh, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Even mm-hmm. uh, there's just stuff in the '80s going into the '90s had that that kind of darker side to it that just hasn't. I I haven't seen it. Granted, I I can't say that I follow every single form of children's entertainment that comes out, but I feel like it's something that. You know, let's not shy away from it. Stop holding kids' hands every second of the way. Sometimes you're going to be scared, and it might be because of a movie. Yeah. But that's okay. It's like Jurassic Park. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was, I mean, that obviously was a a movie for older, you know, it was PG-13, but we saw it when we weren't supposed to be seeing it. You know what I mean? And But it also, it, like, embedded itself on our souls that we'll we'll never let it go. I mean, I, I wasn't, I got a poster for my birthday, and I, my brother like secretly told my mother to have it taken down in my room because he was he hated looking at the dinosaur eating the tire you know and it was the same with the ewok movie or gremlins that was a big one for me too i had ewok taped on tv and we had gremlins taped on tv and i didn't gremlins always used to scare me but i felt so good for like having sat through and watched the whole thing every time when i was done i always used to think that the movie would change at the end too so when spike is attacking billy in the department store i always was like this is hard it's very hard for me to watch because i could never touch saw blades because they also cut elliot's finger in et and then this gremlin is throwing them at this kid in a department store so i mean i learned never to put touch table saws from these movies but but you know it good was lesson. just it was yeah good good lesson all around but um it was exciting but it also was like it gave you a sense of adventure i i think there's like that generation of film from the 80 and or like 70s 80s and 90s for kids that like little kids feel like you're getting away with something mm-hmm. and I, like I, you know they don't really have that anymore it's that level of like cre- the, i can't believe my parents are letting, letting me watch, watch this. this yeah but but for the parent side it's like that level of creepiness but not like inappropriate horror and gore type of like skit. You're not scared because it's like overly violent or like gory, but because it's just like kind of creepy. So you're essentially what you're saying here to go back to your original point about the Ewok movies is that you're you're saying you think that they should do a, maybe a movie marketed toward the younger audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, you know, right now you have Star Wars Rebels. That's mm-hmm. about the closest the closest 
That's about the closest thing that is marketed directly towards children, uh, being that it's on, uh, uh, what what channel do they call that? Uh, Disney XD. Disney XD, thank you. Yeah, it, it's on that, so that, that kind of is. And then parents who are willing to share the Star Wars movies with their kids obviously get ingrained into that. And uh, kids who come to Walt Disney World Disneyland get to experience that. Um, but that is all just a small small aspect and and now look people who are cutting cable that right there goes disney xd mm-hmm. um and i don't believe star wars rebels has made it to netflix or anything uh, yet i know clone wars is on netflix but i, I don't think rebels is oh and, yeah, clone wars um, is, I think. and so you know these stuff that might be a little bit more children friendly are it's a little bit harder and uh you know our own Corey. Uh, Martin has talked about him trying to get his kids into Star Wars and struggling with it. And these are kids who see Star Wars going into the parks. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, granted, not not everything is going to be for everyone, but something like the Ewoks that might have a darker element to it, but still is very child-friendly uh, mm-hmm. in a sense that they do look like just a bunch of teddy bears running around. I think that should that should be something that is explored again. Because yeah. adults are going to find a lot of joy out of it, too, as long yeah. as it's not terrible. Well, it, it, I, if they take it in the Super 8 vein, yeah. where it's like the, it, it's it, that's where you want to, again, play on that nostalgia. But I honestly, I'd be OK with a Star Wars film that kind of left all the elements we're familiar with and did something about the outskirts of the world, like how Serenity the whole basis of Joss Whedon's Serenity was like that the government's reach, the government had expanded the central government of the universe, whatever it was called, expanded. They were terraforming all these planets and kept going and going and going. And is that the idea is that the government can't reach all the way through its, all its territory. So this is all about like what happens on the outskirts, you know, can the lobby enforced out there or is it become like the, the West, essentially the Western in space. Mm-hmm. And I think that if they kind of take a note from that show and they do something in the star Wars universe, it would be, it would be interesting. But I do think no matter what happens, they're going to have to introduce some sort of, if it's going forward, some sort of new type of force study because it's like what you said the kid with the the that's like raised in like develops the powers like is the force still out there are we going to be seeing guardians of the wills like those type of people who are like feel the force but they don't use the force mm-hmm. i don't know I'd, I'd like to see some more of that i'd like to get out there because right now it feels like it's like trying to say it's coming to an end but it's like we're right now we're just traveling down this little slipstream but it feels like this could easily be an ocean as opposed to yeah. a river. Well, it should be an entire universe, but really right now it's like this the Skywalker family yeah. like but yeah. home videos. Yeah. So that's that's all I got. You got any more? That's all you got? What about yeah. you? That's all you got? So um, I'd be curious to see like what what other ideas people come up with. So um, make sure that you leave comments if you're watching this video. If you're listening, um, tweet at us, Dispop Show. I want to, I, you know, what ideas or what you'd like to see out of the Star Wars universe. And, and uh, yeah, so that will do it for this episode. Um, I don't know what we'll be talking about next time, but... Who knows? Maybe it'll be interesting. Maybe it won't. But uh, until then, thank you for watching and listening to this episode of Dispop.
should have said, may the force be with you.